0: tuning into the Bold Platform. This is Adrienne, your host. We really hope that you're enjoying all of the episodes so far and you've had a chance to listen to um, some of the other amazing stories and listen to the stories of the amazing women that we have already um, met and the other other women that have stepped out onto the Bold Platform. Um, Before I introduce our guest, uh, Sam, today, I just want to let you know that in this um, interview, in this episode, we are going to talk about uh, issues um, around mental health and mental wellness. There may be a swear word or two and just some of those adult um, themes. So if there's little people around or if today's not the best day for you to listen to those types of themes, save the episode for another time when it might be a little bit more appropriate. Um, if this episode does bring up anything for you, please remember that Lifeline is available um, all the time and make sure that you use that service that is available to you. So we will introduce the beautiful Sam from Moss Folk. So I contacted Sam um, through Instagram when I found her page and asked her if she would be interested in coming on the Bold platform to talk about the Moss Folk um, and the work that she does. And she said yes, which I was very honored that she did. Um, So we've met here in Melbourne where Sam is based. So welcome to Bowl Platform, Sam. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. So tell us about the Moss Folk.
1: Right. So Moss Folk is a community both online and in real life for young adults with mental illness. And through Moss Folk, I run um, a whole wide range of Mental health focused workshops and events. Most of them are creatively orientated. Um, so we do lots of arts and crafts events. Uh, we've just started a mental health focused yoga class, which is really exciting. We've done gallery exhibitions. Um, just a really wide range of events that can kind of bring people together and encourage, I guess, community and social connection for people who might be feeling a little bit isolated or like they're going through this alone. And we are also this year expanding on our online community, which um, we do interviews with other people with lived experiences with mental illness. Um, We offer resources and recommendations and All that good stuff. Wow. So how did Moss Folk start? So Moss Folk came about as a direct result of my lived experience with mental illness. So a few years ago, it was probably 2015, 2016, I was studying a Bachelor of Design, um, Styling and Creative Direction. I was very much kind of wanting to work in, I guess, the mainstream fashion industry Um, And around that time, I was going through a lot of personal issues that triggered um, my mental illness, I guess you could say. So Mm -hmm. around that time, I was officially diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder and um, a little later on, depression. And at that point in time, I was really struggling and my mental health was the lowest it's ever been and thankfully hasn't quite gotten back to that place. Um, But I had completely isolated myself from my friends and my family. I was struggling with my schoolwork. I was not handing assignments in. I was also working part-time in retail. I was the amount of times I would call in sick or would end up like in a reserve crying or have to go home. I was just really struggling to get out of bed to be honest and do the everyday life thing. Um, And after a few months of this, thankfully I kind of pushed myself to get the help that I obviously needed. So I started seeing a psychologist and I started taking antidepressants and after a few months of a combination of these things, I was able to, I guess, get mentally well enough that while I still had depression and anxiety, I could get out of bed, I could feed myself, I could do, you know, the necessary day-to-day life things mm. that we humans have to do. Yeah. Um, and I guess I came out of that really dark period not only wanting to have survived or recovered from mental illness, and I'm using quotation marks because I'm still not recovered, Um, I didn't want to just overcome that. I wanted to use my experience to help other people, which has kind of always been within me to do something in life in which I could give back to other people. Um, And during that time, I also noticed, I guess, a lot of gaps or flaws within um, kind of the mental health system within, um, professional services. And I don't know. I just, there were a lot of things that I felt like let me down. Um, I found it really difficult to know where to start when getting help. I felt really isolated in that I didn't really know anyone else who had mental illness. Um, there were just a lot of things that I thought could have been different that could have helped me a lot right. more than they did. And that kind of – I guess that was kind of the start of the idea of Folk because I saw all of these gaps and I kind of went, maybe I can create something to fill those. and And I guess the more I kind of got help and the more I recovered and the more, I guess, clearer my mental state became – The more I felt comfortable sharing my experiences with other people and that was another big turning point for me because I started opening up to my friends and my co-workers and family members and the amount of people who turned around and said, oh my gosh, me too, like I have depression or I have anxiety or I'm on medication, I see a psychologist every week, it was so eye-opening and... I guess that was the point where I didn't feel alone anymore. And I just realized how many people out there are living with mental illness. And maybe if we talked about it more, um, it wouldn't be so isolating and it wouldn't be so difficult to go through. So that kind of planted the seed for Moss Folk. And then in my final year of my bachelor, we got to basically create our own project from scratch, whatever we wanted to do, and I kind of went against the grain and went, I'm not going to do anything to do with fashion or styling or events, Um, and that's where I created Mosfolk, and I actually um, created it at the time as an app, and I did video interviews with other people with mental illness, I collaborated with a psychologist, I... um, had some tips and resources and that was kind of a very basic version of what it is today and yeah over the past few years since then it's just kind of grown and evolved.
0: Wow so how did it go when you finished uni you had the idea for the app to where did you get with the app? Did you decide at some point it was going to be more than the app and it was going to take it off like more into a, a face-to-face component? How did that evolve over that past sort of three to four years?
1: Yeah, so, well, first of all, um, and I'm not going to go on a whole rant about the education system, but, to be, honest, another yeah, but to be honest, <laughs> um, creating Mossfolk through uni actually really put me off the idea for a while to a point where for a year after I graduated I didn't think about it didn't look into it Um, and I think that's because I was in quite a mainstream like fashion-based school and first of all none of my teachers or peers at the time understood mental illness or kind of why I was doing what I was doing and I find a lot of schools, like high schools and universities, um, there's just not a lot of creative freedom, <laughs> I'll just okay. say that. And so what most folk turned out being as my graduation project was not what I wanted it to be, and uh, that had been influenced a lot by um, teachers and administration staff there. So... I needed a break so I kind of took time off and the other thing was my favorite creative medium is video. I love creating videos so a lot of my content on the app was video and it turns out that doesn't make for a good app because it's impossible to download because there's so much, I guess, I don't know, content is just a really big download so I kind of forgot that idea. And then when I finally came back to thinking about Mosfoke a year later, I decided I did want to focus on the in-person community aspect, um, which I have been focusing on heavily for the past two years. And now I'm finally ready to kind of grow that online community again.
0: Wow. That's amazing. It's interesting to me through all the guests that I've had, I say all, there's been (laughs) four, is that one of the common themes, and there have been a few, is that everybody had this idea of what their business or their project or their social enterprise was going to be, but they had a level of uh, openness to other things that came along to be able to just kind of go where that business took them or the project took them and didn't kind of get stuck in this thing of like it's going to be an app, it has to be an app. That's a non-negotiable to now something that's the premise is the same but the delivery is different and you're totally totally fine about that i really i love that there's that being that common theme flexibility and just being open to the opportunities that have come past you and being able to flex go where the business or the the idea goes which is really cool and not getting kind of super stuck So tell me about, so you you run the workshops now, Mm -hmm. you do some yoga, you do the art and craft. So tell me how you worked out what the community needed, how to start advertising, like that real kind of, you had the idea, then what?
1: Yeah, so the most folk community and these principles have been the same since I created it as a university project. Um, It's always been based on community, creativity and open communication. Mm -hmm. And these are kind of the three things that when I was going through my own experience seeking help for mental illness, um, those were the three things that I found were lacking. Um, And so those have always been my three main focuses. So I think creating a community in which people can come and share in their experiences and make really meaningful social connections, which I feel like, um, in the world of Instagram and social media and technology, we've really lost that face to face, um, connection and, you know, being able to share openly and honestly with other people. And I think that's what brings about really meaningful connections, being able to go, I've had this experience and having someone see that and acknowledge it and go and kind of validate it by going I've had the same or a similar experience um so they've been really important to us from the beginning um when I say us I mean me I feel like and I feel like I've noticed this with a lot of especially like lady startups and things it's always we pretend it's bigger than and I was like no it's just me (laughs) um but anyway and the other really important thing we've focused on I focused on
0: (laughs) good correction yeah I'm getting better at it
1: nice work is um creativity I've always been a very creative arty crafty person but I've never really known what to do with that um, because I've never been like an amazing illustrator or an amazing mate like I've never had a way to turn that into I guess a career Mm -hmm. So it's always just been in the background and creativity is just a really wonderful outlet for mental health and we're seeing that with um, art therapy and drama Mm. therapy and all of those things um, kind of really taking off in the past few years as well as talk therapy The kind of general structure of one of our workshops and I personally host different arts and crafts workshops and then I get people in like I collaborate with a lot of different creatives and um, mental health professionals but our main focuses are so creativity as an outlet and as a self-care tool Um, we usually throw in um, some mindfulness meditation artist therapy techniques and I guess the ultimate goal is um, having someone learn and gain the skills to, let's say, I'm teaching a weaving class, to learn to weave, learn all these um, other practices and techniques and be able to take that home and implement that into their daily or weekly self-care routine. Um, and I guess it's having giving people the tools they need to kind of, yeah, implement self-care into their daily life. Yeah. Um, and I guess, I don't know, it was always kind of obvious that Instagram was going to be the way to do that because it was like community has always been our focus. And I saw other people doing things through Instagram and also it's free. So that was a sure. sort of really great Which is, marketing. But that's important when you're just starting out. You need Well, I had free. no money to start it. I had no... Resources or anything at all. So I did have to go with things that were like accessible and available to me. And Instagram was one of those things. And um, luckily for me, it kind of just took off on its own. And it's kind of built from there. And we're now at the point where I'm trying to figure out other ways to get my it out there because Instagram unfortunately isn't quite as kind as it used to be on mm. like small businesses. Sure. Has um,
0: that answered yeah. any of your questions? Yeah, no, no, that's great. I guess, you know, one thing that I would love for the podcast to achieve mm. is if there are women out there or young girls or older ladies, whatever your age, mm. irrelevant, um, thinking of I've got this idea, but, you know, how do I start or what do I need to start to show them that, you know, you don't need tens of thousands of dollars in the bank yeah. and you don't need this big office with all these signs I mean, and yeah i mean <laughs> sure but it, it hasn't stopped you yeah. hasn't stopped me it hasn't stopped hundreds of people get ideas out of their head and out into the community you mentioned there around um some of the techniques and therapies that you teach people and then them being able to incorporate them into their everyday um self-care routine and I think there's a lot of talk and articles and blogs and posts on social media about self-care and it's like these bubble baths with candles and you know all of this but that doesn't necessarily mean self-care to everybody no what do you do to look after yourself because you know as we touched on when you first arrived here today Um, you know, you give so much of yourself to these people, like to people in these workshops, but also you need to maintain your own mental health as well. So what do you do to make sure that you're looking after yourself so that you can continue to give to the MOS folk?
1: Yeah. And that's so important. I learned that lesson the hard way, um, in that really dark period I was going through in 2015, 2016, I was not mentally well at all and I a part of that was because I was trying to fix so many other people and so many other issues surrounding my life and turns out that's not a productive (laughs) way of helping people um so I have learned that it's you just have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else and I think A lot of people see that as selfish and especially as women it's you have to constantly be caring for other people but you can't do that it's you know that quite cliched saying if you can't pour from an empty cup so I guess to fill up my cup I it's like you said self-care has kind of it's become this thing that's bubble baths and face masks and mm. painting your nails and which are valid forms of self-care and they work for some people yes, Sure. but for self-care especially as someone i'd also like to clarify that there's a difference between mental illness and mental health and every single person needs to care for their mental health um but mental illness is you know, anxiety or depression or bipolar or schizophrenia, something that's been diagnosed by a professional. Mm -hmm. And so for me, because I did think five years ago that I would see a therapist, take my medication and be cured. Um, Four years on, that's not the case. I will probably have anxiety and depression for the rest of my life and I'm okay with that and I've learned ways to deal with that. So for me, that means seeing my therapist, seeing my psychologist as regularly as possible. It means taking my antidepressants and not feeling shame or stigma around that. It means I do the 100% necessary things like seeing my psychologist, taking my medication, um, checking in with my GP when I need to. And then I've also learned little tools and techniques along the way um, things i call them my self-care rituals that i implement into my daily life that i guess helps me stay on top of things so for me that means going for a walk in my local park every morning or i say every morning but i haven't been for like three weeks but i know that that's good for me whether i do it or not and another important thing if you have a mental illness or are caring for your mental health is it's not beating yourself up when you can't do the self-care things. Um, So yeah, it's kind of typical things like trying to eat and move my body in ways that benefit my mental health and um, having a dialogue around that, that I'm not exercising for fitness or to lose weight or fit into this ideal body. I'm doing it for my mental health. It's things like Um, open and honest communication with my partner and my family and when I'm not okay to tell people that I'm not okay it's taking social media breaks when I need it it's taking a step back from Moss when I need to I guess the kind of positive about having um, anxiety and depression for as long as I have is I know my triggers I know what I need to do I know when I need to rest and recover and You know, I know when I need to take a bubble bath. Um, But yeah, and a lot of it is as well, like you mentioned earlier, workshops are extremely taxing on my mental health. I also have social anxiety. So it takes a lot of mental energy for me to be present and give to other people in that way. So I've learned that if I do a workshop that night, the next day, I do nothing but rest. I do nothing but take care of myself and you know, watch Netflix and lie in bed. Um, Yeah, and what you need to do for your mental health and for your self-care really depends on person to person and I find that it's still an ongoing learning process. You're constantly learning what's good for you, what's not good for you, and at the end of the day, it's really listening to your mind and your body and I guess doing what they tell you to do if your mind's telling you to rest rest if your mind's telling you having a good great day you can do all of these things do it and it's really being in tune with your mental health mm. which takes a while
0: and i feel like from listening to you i feel like you do have quite a a you know, level of self-awareness around what works for you, but I guess it's again, it's being open and knowing that that might change. And what worked last week, it's not going to work next week. So just really tuning into where your heads at, and it, like trusting it. It knows, you know, what it needs, and to go with the flow. And if that means having to change plans or stay off Instagram and and not be on the Moss page, well, that's just what it means, so that you can get up and keep going next week I um you mentioned about moving your body mm. you've got some impressive dance moves Oh my on, God. <laughs> I love as someone who dances a lot oh. around the apartment on their own just because sometimes you just need to get your energy out and I love music and I love dancing when I saw your Instagram videos of you dancing I was like this is my kind of girl this it was that awesome is-
1: a very recent development that I was not expecting to happen in my wife
0: or in Mossfolk or... They're so good if anyone's listening and they haven't um they haven't watched them i would definitely recommend them they're very full of joy they're very full of joy they i couldn't help joy. but like have the biggest smile even just talking about it oh, now that makes sense. So yeah funny. it really um brought a lot of joy to me just scrolling through my feed going oh yeah oh yeah oh, oh yeah and then i went, yes, <laughs> Sam, God, oh, yes. was yes that's awesome Speaking of Instagram, if people are wanting to find out more about what you do, um, where can they find you both – online and your workshops and things like that that what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and find out more
1: yeah i mean the best way is through our instagram that's kind of where we have the most community engagement and i'm always posting about our workshops and things we've got happening um you can also go to our website mossfolk.org, um which i am going to be expanding on in the coming months that's got all of our workshops on all of our interviews with other people with lived experiences Oh, cool. And yeah, the resources and recommendations
0: on that will be growing very it's, soon. Yeah, that's amazing. So you've got the the Instagram which is mossfolk and mossfolk.org yes. which is the website which we'll put in the show notes as well. Um what are you excited about at the moment? What's coming up for you whether it's tomorrow, whether it's this year, what what are you excited about? What's kind of getting you up and going on those days where the day might have, might get the better of you and what, you know, what are you excited about at the moment, Sam?
1: I'm, to be honest, I'm, at the moment I'm not excited for like a particular workshop or a particular direction we're going in and you kind of mentioned this before having to be really flexible in your business. I'm really excited that I don't really know what's coming and that is I'm excited cool. for just the opportunities that I'm sure will come. I'm really, really excited to actually know there is one thing I'm excited about. Um, cause I, we are really wanting to expand the online community. Um, so hopefully within the next six months, um, we will be setting up kind of membership systems and I want to, going to be creating a lot of online videos and, resources, um, collaborating with mental health professionals and doing like video workshops. And yeah, I'm really excited to expand the online community
0: and to be able to connect with people who aren't Melbourne based. That is very cool because obviously this is not something that mental health as you know we all know mental wellness doesn't discriminate it affects everybody of every age of every gender of every shape and size and we do have listeners all around Australia so if they're not in Melbourne that's so exciting to know that there's going to be opportunities for them to connect you know face to face with you albeit through video workshops and and video um, platforms so that is very cool Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much for having me. I know this topic is not easy and, you know, you you mentioned before around stigma and not having open lines of communication about this. And I know it takes a lot to come and bear some of your probably darkest times to someone who, you know, you've never met until (laughs) an hour ago. So I'm very, very grateful. And I know that people will listen to this and, be able to identify with what you've said and said yes that could have been me like i have felt exactly like that um so thank you so much for coming and for bearing that part of yourself i appreciate it um as sam said if you would like to know more about sam and Mossfolk, folk jump onto instagram moss um the handle is Mossfolk or their website which is mossfolk.org. so yes. m-o-s-s-f-o-l-k Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Bold Platform. Um, As always, we've got some amazing, amazing guests coming up um, for you in the next few weeks. If you'd like to know more about The Bold Platform, jump onto theboldplatform.com.au. We are the same name on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, If you know someone that would really love this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Jump on to iTunes and Spotify, and feel free to rate and/or review the um, podcast because that really helps us spread our listener base and be able to share stories like Sam with more people that may need to hear this exact story right now. Um, if you know of someone who would be great for us to interview, jump onto our website and click on the submit a story page, and we will be back in your ears very soon with another amazing uh, guest on the Bold platform. Thank
1: you, Sam. Thank you so much.